Hello, welcome to the Badger Radio Hour. I'm your host, Wasabi Boat Research, and I'm here today with Jonto and Tritium. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite holiday recipes and uh, turkey brining versus dry rubs, the ultimate showdown. Actually, um, that's not at all what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about the same thing we talked about last week, which is how we badgers are going to get our greedy little paws on as many uh, CVX tokens as possible and use them to win the curve wars and get uh, amazing yields for Bitcoin on DeFi. So guys, uh, what do you say? There's a lot of stuff uh, flying around today. Why don't we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. So um, just uh, before we hit record, I saw a tweet that I thought was interesting. We could kind of lead off with that uh, Convex is now past 51% of VECRV control. So that gives them majority stake in uh, all affairs curve and how how big of a deal is this like is this gonna kind of effectively cement their stranglehold going forward or do other protocols have a chance to develop a significant share i mean i think it obviously it's huge and the way that the vote is valuable is in two ways um and i'll focus on the, the one where 51 percent really matters out of the gate is any that's a binary vote so right now if curve is going to add a new gauge meaning a pool in which that uh, it, it can actually distribute curve and can be voted on going forward um, those are binary votes those get put forward and it's a yes no so convex token holders um, essentially now control that vote and it's I'll touch on this just a little more before moving on to like the actual gauge weight voting. But uh, it's interesting because now where before you would have to have 51% to have complete control of, over that pool. Um, now you just need 51, 51% of vote locked curve. Now you just need 51% of locked CVX. Um, so it's just this whole uh, composable nature of DeFi is very interesting in that you the more protocols you can build, um, on top, you can actually, if governance is on chain and token driven, um, it can be diluted a bit as you move up. So it's, it's just very interesting. Now curve has full control over those things. And I think it's something we might touch on later is how important that remains going forward. If certain like whitelists and other controls are kind of removed, you know, I, I think the gauge approved, the gauge weight approvals are pretty much the main, um, the main votes going on right now on curve that matter for, for having that weight. And then secondarily, it's the gauge weight votes for the ones that have gauges. Uh, the vote weight each time around every two weeks drives how much curve is going, you know, relatively going to each pool. And since that's kind of the backbone of DeFi yield, they have, you know, by far the, the largest single say of, of any one, um, any one protocol in where those yields go. Now, Convex is also has decentralized governance in that you lock Convex and then you know, proportionally can vote using the Convex locked curve. So it's, it doesn't necessarily get diluted. It just kind of passes through. And then Convex itself, as far as locking, is actually fairly efficient um, relative to holding the same amount of curve. So uh, that... that that way, the 51% itself isn't as impactful other than just kind of a nice hurdle of saying, hey, look, like that's a huge, um, you know, huge influence. Two other things, though. So I don't know, but I think a vote to whitelist another protocol to even try to do what Convex would do would require a vote, right? Which would mean that if Convex could or Convex holders, if they wanted to, so 
could block that, right? So then if somebody else wanted a whitelist, I think they would either have to bribe Convex rather heavily or they would have to own a bunch of, of, of CBX, right? So that would be one thing. And then the other, the other thing that is kind of a big deal about owning more than half of the curve is the, is the boosts, right? So the ROI you get on farming curve, either farming curve on curve or everything basically is boosted by how much VLCVX you have. So by having more than half of the CV of the CVX lock, Convex is kind of guaranteed that they will be able to offer better yields on curve than anyone else. Um, I guess the one thing that I would add there is that there's constantly curve being minted. So there's lots of new curve coming into circulation. So Convex's ability to maintain that hold depends on continuing to lock that much, but being in that they now offer better yields than anyone else could without like minting some extra alpha, right? It, that also kind of secures them. So I actually think they've secured a very strong place for themselves in kind of being in controlling curve in a sense, right? And they're now more the, the entity to be battled over in the curve wars. So is it is it correct to say now that Convex has a veto over new gauges, over new protocols getting a, a gauge in curve because it's this binary yes or no, and they don't split their binary votes, right? Like all the Convex, it's all or nothing when they're yeah. when they're on these yes or no. Yeah, it's safe to say, but it's not safe to say that Convex is a hive mind or a single deciding entity, right? Convex is also a, a very distributed set of token holders. Um, but yeah, it is safe to say that the Convex protocol, I think, has the ability to, to veto any gauge weight if, if more than half the holders wish to. Right. And yeah, I definitely want to double down that you know, protocols own Convex and you know, investors and VCs from purchasing it on the open market own, own Convex and Convex you know, team and community members own, own Convex. So yeah, when we say Convex can block this and Convex can do that, it relies on the coordination of greater than 51% um, for a guarantee of, of actual Convex holders, which is itself a whole other you know, ball game. And yeah, Tritium, I think the point, you know, what you're saying is, you know, the 51% matters for as long as there are uh, hurdles in place to getting things deployed. Um, if those whitelists and other things are removed, which I don't know if on the curve side, there would need to be a vote for those things to get removed, or if that's something that the team still controls, because that would be an interesting uh, event is if there are now votes to remove whitelists that would allow for other protocols to do things similar to what Convex has done. Now, maybe they'd be open to approving it um, since they've secured their 51% and you know there's they're in a much stronger position. Um, or maybe if it goes through that, it would be, be blocked. So I, I don't know. You just got to bribe, dude. You just got to bribe. You throw like $10 million at curve bribes, you could get your whitelist, right? Like it's DeFi 2.0. Anything can be done. Uh, that's the reality, right? That's the other reality about Convex is that Convex, when you talk about CVX or vote lock CVX holders, there are a bunch of like, you know, like, I mean, fairly greedy people. I mean, I'm saying it's fair that they're greedy, right? But their whole thing is like, I've got this token that yields 6% and I can get like five times that by like being bribed. Um, so yeah, it's pretty easy. It's expensive, but it's easy to buy Convex and curve vote. So this is something that I wanted to get into later, but there is a, a 
proposal on the Curve Forum now to to remove the DAO whitelist. So is that is that the same thing? I mean, it, it seems like there's a distinction between smart contract DAOs being able to vote in Curve and I don't know, just individual wallets. But is this the same uh, kind of proposal that we're talking about here? Yes, I believe that would allow for another convex to yeah someone to, to run the, the convex playbook now obviously we, it would be in a much weaker position because they you know wouldn't be able to get 51 percent. but you could do the same thing and because convex the way they're actually issuing their token is based on um curve brought into the platform too and that's how they're actually um driving continuing to lock up curve as curves being emitted uh, but yeah someone could if that is removed i believe you could get a convex 2.0 but it would be you know, hard for it to access all the curve. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if how convex if 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 the convex holders let that go through. I have a feeling that they won't, because no, because it's not nobody will pay bribes, right? Like, if somebody's going to bribe on a vote, it's going to be so that they can get somebody that nobody else can. And and from my, you know, I spent a lot of time in the convex discord. From my understanding of convex holders, it is very uninteresting. Um, to like give that away for free. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because, like as we said, it's not a uniform entity, and you know there have been holders that you know, I think it's pretty well known that Tetranode is like renting his vote weight to Danny from Abracadabra. Who knows who? What other large holders of Convex are doing other things? But their um, their stake weights, you know, these votes come through at a singular point in time, and it's not clear who controls what and what percentage is owned by community or team or how well aligned the community and team are. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the brave new world of uh, decentralized governance. Do either of you have a strong position as to like, if one or one or the other of these is better for Badger as a DAO, like, is it better to, to have the ability for some, some other protocol to come in and develop a more meaningful, uh, stake in curve or is it kind of, doesn't matter or like we're or we're kind of placing our bets on convex and it's actually better to have convex entrenched in my mind like convex has been a great partner we were there from the very beginning like our partner first like we and we can get into this a little bit more later but like you know everybody else uh, let's just say it like everybody else the last round people like i think like the average token the bribe was about 40 cents right so like every token was paying about 40 cents a vote um, we, you know, like we, with our hundred thousand dollars in bribes, we paid six cents a vote and like nobody, it just all went back to the PVECBX holders. But, but, you know, like the amount of money that everybody else is paying for votes is because they have to, right? We have 1.3 or 4 million lock convex under a delegation with that we can vote with, right? Which means that's worth, you know, $600,000 or something or more every vote. Right. So I think, I guess, where was I trying to go with this? Question is removing the, removing the whitelist, good or bad for Badger? Oh, so I think for, so yeah. So I think for Badger, like this is working well. We, we won this game or we are winning this game, right? And as long as this game can continue to be played, that's good. I think the reality of the whitelist thing doesn't really matter. I think John's right. Like it would be, cost so much money and take so much time for somebody to get close to where convex is. And what's more interesting to me and I think to Badger is like, other than curve, 
right? Like what other platforms are there where this is the case or will be starting to be the case? You know, like, will you be able to vote on sushi emissions with sushi soon? Or like Badger actually has some, you know, with booze. So like where are other places where this dynamic is going on? And what are other protocols that are maybe farming that? And like, how do we do this all over again and make sure that like whatever the next curve in convex is, we're also on top of that? Yeah, I would say that I think um, Badger, uh, you know, we would prefer things to always, you know, I think a lot of people in DeFi would prefer things to be as open and permissionless as possible. So if it's, hey, is this a team community protocol thinks it's, you know, there are some restrictions in place for XYZ reason. Now we feel like those reasons aren't, aren't valid anymore. Let's remove a restriction. Um, then I think in general, we'd lean toward, yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, I think Badge is pretty well positioned either way. We were fortunate enough that um, this, you know, like Tritium said, we were in on convex early. We weren't as aggressive as, you know, if we could do it all over again, sure, we would have launched bolts there earlier and bought a whole bunch of convex or figured something else out to like accrue more of it or gotten the vault lock, con you know, locked vault live, you know, built before it went live or something. Anyways, I think we did pretty well though, all things considered, and we have a good stake. So, you know, if something came around long and made convex less uh, impactful, which I don't think anything would, unless they just like went crazy on, um, if, if they anything did, it would be for a short period of time because they're just like, you know, wildly throwing tokens at stuff. Um, but we're positioned well with that and we put a lot of time and effort into it and by no means want Convex to have less impact because we've kind of, you know, put gone all in on these uh, on these vaults. Um, if something new did pop up, obviously we'd want to be, you know, active in that early and see if it's valid and see if it makes sense for us to participate and hopefully get in early and get a stake in it and secure our spot there. And that's kind of what Tritium was saying too. Like, hey, we're interested in new protocols, whether it's something building to also have some, uh, have influence on distributing curve in some kind of levered way, or it's something distributing some other token or some other, you know, uh, yield source. So I, I think we're good um, either way. And, you know, if we have to lean towards descent, you know, if we're leaning towards decentralized, like let's go that way for sure. Got it. Okay. I want to move now to kind of the, the meat of what we were hoping to talk about today, which is Badger's latest moves in the curve wars. So, you know, uh, Jonto, like you were saying, we kind of had this uh, realization that uh, Convex was going to become really important. Uh, they were headed towards 51% uh, and we needed to kind of pull out all the stops to get as much uh, convex voting power as we could. So we kind of started scouring uh, the landscape to see, okay, how much convex is locked in their governance? How much is unlocked floating around? Could we buy some? Could we do it through bribes? So um, Tritium, do you want to just kind of give us a survey of these different buckets of where the convex is, how much is locked, how much is available? and um, how we kind of, and then we can kind of like go down and talk about Badger's plan for attacking each one of those. Sure. So I think there are like a few buckets of, of convex holders, right? Um, let's start with the, the, with the most, you know, the, the loudest bunch in a sense, which is BLCVX holders, right? Like these are the people that have locked convex either before the Badger vault opened or after. Many now are, are starting to lock after, right? And 
it's because like they're seeing the bribes, right? So again, on the first round that Badger bribed, it was actually like profitable for us, right? Like we were paying less Badger than we were paying in emissions. You know, like the Badger was cheaper, amplified in a sense. So we got more CVX back in our pools than we paid Badger in. Um, the, the, the last one, again, we were at like 40 cents a boat. It was absolutely ridiculous, right? And everybody's just throwing more and more money in. Um, so I think looking at that, we sat back there and said, like, we actually built all this tech. Like, we have technology that, that does this for us, right? And we've got the second biggest delegation on Convex, I think. And there's no reason for us to be playing this this bribe game, right? Like, it makes way more sense for us to put more emissions into our vault and do that because we're paying, I think, like, yeah, a, a fraction of that. So there's the vote lock Convex holders, right? The, the next set, I guess on the opposite side are the convex traders, right? So these are people that have like some CVX on, I don't know, like Binance or whatever. They're actively trading it on Uniswap right there. They're short-term traders and they're never going to lock their convex, right? That's just, that's just that, right? Then, you know, then there's the middle. So some of them are, are badger holders, right? They're, they're, I think badger is a lot of people and a lot of the convex are people that farm their convex through badger, you know, like we stopped paying out ROI and Bitcoin started paying out in convex and they held it and now it's, you know, gone up by 20 X. And so they're all pretty happy, right? Because their yields are, are much better than they would have been otherwise. Uh, and we're kind of like, Hey guys, put your convex here so we can get you more of it. And that's all working out pretty well for them. And they're pretty happy to listen to us. And, you know, like they don't really want to play in the curve wars. They just are happy. They're happy badgers and they want to help us win. Uh, so that's another holder. And, and some of those are small holders. Like some of those are, you know, like VCs are very large holders that have been engaged in Badger. So I think those, those people are all different sizes, right? Then in the middle you have, and there's, I was looking the other day, there's 700 million CVX staked on the Convex site earning 6% interest. So it's not actively trading, right? It, it, people gone and farmed it. But there's $700 million in Convex that's sitting on the fence, right? They don't want to lock for 16 weeks. They're also not looking to sell it tomorrow. Um, and to me, that's, in, you know, the two places that we can attract Convex are by voting for more yields, by getting this IBBTC set up, by, by emitting BBE CVX, and by generally generating more, right? Because a lot of people are also just, there's inertia. So whatever people have, they hold on to. Um, so by generating more, we get more in our vault, right? But the other question that I have is how do we maybe look at appealing to the people that don't want to lock, that are staked in this BBE CBX vault and want a liquid position? Because for the last month, we've been competing. You know, we tried competing for the bribes and like that got really expensive real quick. And we've done a big push and we managed to, you know, lock over a million CBX, but we're not locking a lot more real quick. Um, and so now I think like with this liquidity pool, there's an opportunity to focus on this other 45% of convex, maybe not all of it, right. That isn't unlocked and specifically that like 700 million USD that's, that's sitting there staked, like farming and staying liquid. Okay. So let's, let's, um, go now to the latest launch that Badger did this past week, which is the curve pool for, um, we call it liquid locked convex. So it's a curve pool that will allow people to swap between CVX and the Badger vote lock CVX. So Jonto, can you kind of just run through like the value proposition for that and 
who who would be would be getting a good deal from using that and kind of which of these buckets you think is most uh attractive to uh, that tridium laid out that like this is targeting yeah for sure so the badger vote locked convex vault you put your convex in there and then weekly you know once a week we will take all of the convex that have been deposited and we lock it and then that is locked for 16 weeks um when it unlocks 16 weeks later there's a period of time where um, it will be unlocked before being relocked again the exact timing of that will kind of depend on the cadence of when it was locked the first time around to when it was um you know when it unlocks and then when the lock periods are then so some of that will be much more predictable you know 16 20 30 weeks from now once we have been through a couple cycles so uh, what that means though is that there's always during a lot of the times there's some withdrawal capacity so whatever cvx is in that vault that is not locked um, whether it's new deposits that have to just haven't hit a lock schedule yet or if it's cvx that has been unlocked and just has not been has not yet been relocked um, that is withdrawable so there's some withdraw ability in the vault natively. Um, we were of the opinion that it's, it's very important for this vault to maintain peg with CVX, the underlying asset, um, so that people aren't depositing their CVX in there and then you know seeing this thing trade at a 30, 40, 50% discount and being like, oh, wow, I just lost all this value in CVX. Um, also, because we are not deposits aren't individual to users, you're not putting your CVX in and then getting and you know, a, a redemption ticket 16 for 16 weeks in the future to get your CVX back. It's all just kind of in one slush pool. And if there's availability to withdraw, anyone can withdraw. So that itself will help keep peg just having some withdrawability versus like something like some of the yearn um, curve locked assets, um, which are very different because it's a four year cycle. So there's, there's just no redemption there, um, which those generally trade at a discount. So to help keep the peg, we thought it was very important to have a decent amount of relative liquidity for the asset. So that to make it the most efficient way possible, you were using Curve, which is obviously like a pegged asset, um, uh, AMM. So we have the vote lock convex token, the Badger vote lock convex token paired with convex in the Curve pool. Um, and we started off with some assets from the treasury to give some initial uh, some initial depth to the pool, um, some initial incentives. And then what we're also doing is we created a vault where you take the curve pool token uh, for the Badger vote lock convex paired with convex. You take that back to Badger, put it in a vault, and then we'll issue you Badger rewards uh, on top of that. So that's getting about 100% or 90 some, I think, plus percent APY right now on three to $4 million worth of uh, liquidity. So what that then gives is, okay, I have the, Badger vote lock convex token. I have two ways to exit. I can either wait till there's withdrawal capacity in the, the token itself in the vault, or I can go to the curve pool and uh, trade it for convex there. And maybe there's a small amount of slippage, but or maybe there's not. Right now, there would actually not be because it's it's more heavily weighted toward the vote lock convex um, asset. But all of that is about keeping peg um of the asset and then it gives you know if i have my convex locked with convex great i'm earning decent you know some yield but i can't get back get that asset back for 16 weeks if you're coming to badger ideally you're getting even better yield 
or decent yield. And then, but you can, you can get convex um, back out of it. So if you need to, if you're looking at your overall portfolio and you want to rebalance some or get out of convex, like you, you can do that with it. So, you know, you're not paying a liquidity uh, premium for, you know, holding on to this and you know, this is a liquid asset. So we, we find that to be, you know, a very important um, thing to do. And it, you know, fits nicely together with the actual vault. So the way we have it structured right now is that um, the liquidity pool is actually getting, uh, it's not receiving any of the native uh, rewards that flow to the Badger Vote Lock Convex pool, the, the CVX curve. Um, that's going there. So because this pool exists and has a portion of the overall Badger vote lock curve, um, sorry, Badger vote lock convex in it, um, it's, and those aren't receiving those baseline CVX curve rewards, those a higher proportion than usual than would be otherwise is now actually flowing to the direct vault holders. Um, And so just just to give a very specific example, right now, 10% of the BVE CVX is in LP, right? So that means that the CVX CRV emissions on BVE CVX are 10% higher than they would be if they weren't in LP. So as people move into LP, the yields go up on BVE CVX. Yeah. And then we have, you know, obviously we're, we're incentivizing the LP pretty heavily with Badger because that's very important to keep that nice and liquid, to keep help the asset, keep the peg. And then, um, you know, we're hoping that, you know, showing that it's keeping the peg and being, um, you know, a, uh, you know, fairly liquid and, you know, we're com- committed to keeping that liquidity um, will help with its, you know, status amongst the, the convex community. And, you know, eventually you know, we, there's been a lot of discussion that we don't have to get into much of it now about a potential gauge uh, there down, down the line. But I think our main thing, our main focus right now is like getting this structure in place, which is in place now. I think the, you know, and we have not just the additional uh, benefits that are flowing the above and beyond convex curve that's being earned because of the assets that are in the LP, um, but then we have additional CVX curve that we're pulling in from performance fees on all of the the baseline, um, uh, the baseline Bitcoin denominated sets. And we're also putting some of that towards um, the Badger Votelot convex uh, pool. So I think the the vault right now is earning almost du- double the uh, vote lock con- the CVX curve denominated yield um, that you would get from depositing into convex directly, um, not counting any of the uh, potential bribe um, rewards you would be getting. Got it. So Trini, I, I have a question for you. Trini, we were talking about this uh, earlier. I think it's it makes sense to to go to it right now. So you said. Uh, there's 3 million in this LP uh, set, and there's about 30 million in the vote lock convex set. Do you have a target for how much uh, in the LP we need to keep good liquidity for the vote locked? And if you, I'm looking on the Badger site now, the APY for the liquidity is about 100%, and the vote locked convex is about uh, 26%. So, does that seem out of whack? Like if I'm if I'm locking my convex for 16 weeks and you know suffering this illiquidity, I'm going to get only 26. percent But if I'm providing the the exit liquidity for for that, it's going to be 100. percent Like and I and and that is quite like a low slippage pool on curve right now. So does it seem like those are kind of out of alignment? Like you're getting you're getting the 
um, more liquid. You're getting a much higher APY now on the more liquid side of things than you are on the locked. And is, and is that what we want? Or is that going to kind of balance out going forward? Well, just to make something clear, it's not any more or less liquid, right? So the BVE CVX, you can still swap through the pool, right? Whereas if you're in the pool, you would just withdraw CVX if you wanted to get it out. So it's not about liquidity, right? And then the question is really, you know, like, so here you have to think about the structure of the emissions, right? So BVE CVX gets the CVX CRV, the 10,000 a week, plus maybe now we're going to feed in a little bit more from performance fees. So we're throwing in extra, you know, the, of, of its native yields, we're, we're bumping that up. We're, so it's receiving that plus this 10% badger, right? So every week we just see how much is there and deserves badger and we give it 10%. Um, so that's kind of how BBE CVX earns, right? It could scale to, I don't know, you know, a lot and still get 10% badger and, you know, whatever the CVX CRV is, but it, it, it scales kind of much more like, yeah, like evenly or, or, or slowly, right? Uh, the, the Votelux CVX LP pool has 2,300 badger a, a week, basically, or it's slowly going down, right? Going to it. So right now the yields are high but if another you know if, if that were to be 10 million the pool would be yielding more like 30 percent which is which is what the target was so when we set the the emissions the target was 30 percent on 10 million um and so the goal when we first opened this was yeah to have 10 million in the pool and to have it yield 30 percent and again like if bbe cvx holders could go deposit single access into the pool you'll pay about 0.3 percent 0.4 percent slippage right now uh because there's too much bbe cvx in there but you could do that and as more convex is deposited that slippage goes down which invites more bbe cvx to come in which then makes it like slightly profitable to deposit more convex right and if you watch slowly that's what's happening is is more of our vault holders are depositing and then that invites more more CVX to come in. So I think that pool is building up quite nicely, right? The the question then, which I think going back to is like, is that out of whack, right? Do we need, how much money do we want in this pool? Because if there's 10 million in the pool, that means that 5 million of it-ish, right? Maybe a little less aren't locked, right? That by, by default, $10 million, but that means that half of it or around half of it isn't locked because it's sitting there liquid in the pool. And we could have those assets, you know, in, in pure BVE, CVX and, and locked. So then the question is like, what's the liquidity for, right? The first thing, the main reason that we originally made the liquidity pool is because we want to actually start buying BVE, CVX out of it. Again, add a little bit of a discount. So we're getting a little bit more CVX there. And then emitting that back to users. But what that means is that for any convex BVE, for any lock convex we're emitting, we've fed unlock convex into the pool, right? And so it's there for them to swap back out. And then if we feed in too much, so there's more convex than BVE CVX, right? Anybody can arbitrage it out by just and, and make some extra BVE CVX. So the idea is that, that that was why we set it up until we start buying and selling out, you know, until we start buying out of the pool and start emitting BBE CVX and see how much of that people are selling. But it's a little bit hard to predict how much liquidity we need. I know Poe originally targeted 10 million. I think like John and Mitch and I have said, we think 3 million would probably be okay. Um, so if, if I guess, so I guess here's the point, right? Like if, 
if what we want to do is continue on the strategy that we have been continuing on, right, which is trying to get people that are like on the fence to lock with us and having a little bit of exit liquidity so that if somebody wants to, you know, like ape out with a million bucks, they can and, and not get wrecked too bad. And so, you know, and they can trade. And if somebody gets admitted BBE, CBX and they want to sell, like they can do that, right? Or we can target the, the you know, the, the $700 million in convex that's sitting there earning 7%, because if this pool had 200 million in it, right, then I could very safely put 10 million, $20 million in convex in and earn, you know, twice or three times what, what convex pays. And I would be pretty secure that I would be able to get back out. And so I think one of the things that, that we're talking about now and that we need to decide, right, is, is this pool for the minimum amount of exit liquidity in order to allow us to emit BBE CBX and to keep it a little bit more smooth and liquid? Or do we want to position this as like CBX CRV is, right, a place for people that don't want to deal with locking and voting their convex and don't want to deal with the illiquidity of it, that they can just whack it into this LP pool and have a bunch of the benefits of that without, um, yeah, without having to do that. And then if you look at CBX CRV, but they also have about $200 million in liquidity, which kind of allows that to kind of hold peg, like even though that can never be unlocked. Um, and so that that's an exciting question. And I, I don't know the answer. I, in my mind, we should throw tons of badger at this liquidity pool for a little while and see if we can get to like, you know, see if we can get that. And if it doesn't work, we can always back down and then let a bunch of VVE CBX move back into the vault. Yeah, I'll just add a couple things. You know, what matters is the relative balance of the LP to the uh, total vault. So, is that what's ideal to retain peg? You know, no one really knows. Um, we'll keep, you know, an eye closely on the pool, obviously, and see how it balances out. Um, people are still learning about it; it's still new. Uh, I think what Trudy was kind of saying is we want to focus. You know, we can focus on this pool as a good product for people who don't necessarily want to lock their convex. Um, and there's a lot of them that, that are just staking in convex. And, and if that's, I just real quick, if that's the case, then BBE CBX needs to be a lot more liquid, right? Because then you've got somebody that's holding $20 million in BBE CBX that might want to sell it versus right now where somebody, you know, like they're, it's okay. They're just getting admitted it. So that, that's kind of what I mean, right? You have to have the deep liquidity in order for it to be appealing to people that don't want to lock. Sorry, keep going. Right, right. Because you don't you don't want to go in there and then you know the pool get out of weight and then when you want to withdraw, have to pay you know a, a discount to to do it um, for sure. So I, that that's one goal. And you know the pool's still growing. We're you know the, the uh, like Tritium said, we're going to start running the emissions through there, which should help uh, kind of provide some continual uh, balancing pressure on it. And then yeah, it comes down to we have this whole nozzle of badger that we can admit to the pool that we can, you know, hopefully get some response from the market on where if we find out that the baseline yield people need for getting into this pool is 40% or something like that, then, okay, we can kind of maintain that as it grows and, and increase it if, if necessary. We kind of have an emission plan for it right now, but you know, it's all um, kind of up in the air. So is it 10%, 20%, 30% um, in there? Well, my, I mean, my theory is that the more liquidity there is, the less risk there is and so the less yields people want, right? So that it, 
you know, at 200 million in the pool, like then it's pretty comfy to be sitting there for 20% in my mind, right? At 3 million in the pool, it's like, you know, if you were to go drop 10 million in and then half of it ended up locked and you wanted to get it out next week, like that would be tricky. I just want to stop and, and comment and say I love love the phrase nozzle of badger. And I think that needs to be like a t-shirt or something or maybe a tritium in the in the alt zine. We can talk about that later. Um, let, let me let me put on <laughs> let me put on my marketing hat right now and say, OK, so if you're a CVX holder, like I, I was talking to to one of our, our users, uh, Sardine, shout out, who's a, a French uh, member of the badger community. And he was just saying, like, look. Um, there's the site Llama Air Force, which is just like uh, kind of like a marketing site to pump CVX. It's geared towards CVX holders, and they have this big number in there that just says like, okay, you know, vote lock CVX, you're going to get 43% APY with bribes. So I think it's just like very, it's a very clear number that we just need to be kind of like targeting and showing that you're either going to get a better return. In Badger through this uh, curve LP, which is at a, around 100% now, or you're going to get, um, you know, the the locked vault, which is about 25% now, but that could actually be higher if there are bribes coming through, or or in some ways, like if, if Badger goes up, like that's that could be a better deal, or it's or we could say that these bribes are or are kind of a bubble and it's going to go down and it's unsustainable. Um, the other place, I mean. You know, we should be thinking, I guess, if you're going to be a CVX ETH LP, you can earn like 84%. So that's pretty juicy. Of course, there's like impermanent loss there. But but I don't know, like, how, how do you think about if, if you were to just be talking at a conference and you see someone who has CVX, like, what's your pitch to them? Where should they go in Badger? Should they go in this LP vault or should they go in the liquid locked or sorry, in the uh, the vote locked vault? Well, so I, you know, I, to be honest, like with the way that bribes have gone and the current emission structure of BBE CVX, unless you've got Bitcoin in, unless you want the yields and unless you're like actually taking advantage of the whole flywheel, right, which is why we've got all the convicts that we have, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to put CVX in there, right? You can get more by locking it. I guess the liquidity to a certain extent. So, so like if you're the, again, if you're the, if you're a VLCVX holder, if you're the guy that's going for that 40%, then BVE CVX makes no sense, right? It's, it's less and you're already locking your convex and, and like, why would you do that? Um, so I think to answer your question, first of all, we should get the LP pool emissions on Llama, right? Like, I don't know, John, do you know them, but we should just reach out to them and have those emissions so that as we play with it, we can show that. And then again, I think the question is, right, do we want BBE CVX to be a not very liquid pool with not a lot of exit liquidity that offers 50% yields, right, and try to lock a bunch that way? Or do we want this LP? And, and then is there anything to lock? Like how many people are there really looking to lock more convex right now? I don't think many, right? Or does it make sense to... to have half that many yields on the LPs and have 20%, 25% yield on LPs, which is, you know, and have twice as much of it, which means that we have the same amount locked and then target people that actually want the liquidity. And so I think, you know, like in my mind, and that's the, the narrative is more that like you can get, what were the two numbers on Llama? You can get 
Uh, so you can get 44% locked, right? They don't have it here, but you can get about six to 7% unlocked, right? And so the point is, is that like you can with Badger, one point, one potential point is that with Badger, you can get 25% basically unlocked, right? So that's one proposition, right? The other proposition would be to, you know, say like, okay, like 3 million is enough, for example, let's take all of the Badger in this pool and shift it to the other one and more, right? And pump that up and keep that over over 50%. But the reality is, is that the bribes are going to go up, right? That 44% number for the next month is is not going to go down, right? Um, and then that also means that the cost of convex, like people want it, and it's hyped up, which means that if you're trading it, or you want the liquidity, you know, the people that aren't locking it aren't locking it, because they're like convex could hit like 80 bucks tomorrow, and then I want to sell that. Right? So I think I really think that our place to focus is, you know, at this 25% to 30% in the liquidity pool, which is easy to get into, which curve holders already understand, right? And, and then really just target twice as much liquidity as we would need at 50 or 60%. I don't know, John, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I th- my take has always been we want Badger to be a nice, consistent place to uh, keep your locked convex or just play the convex curve game. Uh, you know, the, the yield you're going to get for bribing, you know, right now, I think, you know, obviously the spell, the mem pool has been probably one of the most consistent ones getting 40% yield per vote or 40% annual yield, you know, extrapolated per vote. Um, who knows how long that'll last? You know, we've talked about it. They're not, it's not the most efficient. It's not the most capital efficient thing to do. Maybe it'll last for a very long time. Maybe it won't. Um, there's still a lot of moves you need to do, even if you're just going to be delegating to one pool with your locked convex. Um, you need to claim it each time. There's gas to pay there. Uh, if you want to just delegate to Vodium um, and also get decent yield, then you have to claim all these different tokens. Some might not be enough to even do anything with relative to the gas. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to keep the pool is very competitive. You know, we're operating in a landscape with a lot of money flying around. So we're trying to stay competitive, but, you know, also try to win on consistency where, you know, you put your, you know, you're going to pay to get in, pay some gas to get into the pool. Um, but once you're there, you know, everything's just handled for you. We claim everything. We put it in yield bearing form. We distribute it through the tree. You can claim it at your leisure. You can wait for gas to go down. You can, um, you know, sit on it for a year if you want to hold the asset. There's no need for you to necessarily claim it. You're not losing anything, losing out on anything by not claiming any of the emissions that we're giving out. Does Vodium give you a time limited window in which to claim, or you can just claim it whenever? No, no, it's actually pretty cool. Vodium forked our Badger tree, right? So when we, we when we did this UI integration, it was super easy because it was exactly like like talking dots. No, so it's just like the Badger tree. Like what's there to claim is there to claim. So. Like, let's just talk about it. If you were a, if like, I've got 2000 convex, right? And and we're in this high locked environment and I want to get this 44% and I'm going to lock it. Like, what does that involve? So what that involves is me locking my convex. I'm going to get then this like 8% in CVX returns, right? Which I have to claim in lock or claim in compound or I can just leave. But so I've got that piling up. And then if I were to delegate to Vodium, I would get like a million different like shit coins or whatever you want to call them, right? But I get a lot of different tokens and it wouldn't be gas effective. So what I would have to do 
what you would have to do is like, let's say you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to vote for spell, right? I want to get a bunch of spells. So what you'd have to do is every two weeks, catch the curve gauge vote, go figure out like which one of the spell ones is the best one to vote on, vote on that. Right. And you could consistently vote for spell every two weeks. And then maybe like in a few months, right. Claim like your CVX and lock more of that and, and then claim your spell and, and farm that or sell that. Right. So like, it, you can't use Vodium unless you've got a lot of money because it's too gas expensive. You can't delegate to them, right? But you can go look at the site and you can like, you know, like pick a pool and you can vote along with it. And if you want to play that game, like you can do that and, you know, you're going to lose a little bit from auto compounding. But, you know, if you do that for three months, like with your gas, you probably won't lose that much of your 44% APR on like, you know, hundreds of thousands of contracts. So like, that's one option to John's point. Like the other option, even right now is you can just put it in our vault. We take care of everything for you and you're getting a pretty solid, like 10 to 30%. Um, yeah, no, I guess, no, sorry. Like 15 to 30%. Um, and then I think like, I think the next thing to do is really, focus on this LP and, and really try to drive a lot. Cause if we have 2 million, if we can get 200 million in the LP, then that means we'll basically have about a hundred million in lock convex, which is about what three times. So we'll have about 3.5 or 4 million lock CVX, which then really gives us, I think that the ability to do most of the voting that we want and even start to cover some side chains. Yeah. Well, and if we have double the, if we have half the value of the, uh, vote lock convex vault in LP, then the CVX curve yield just natively will be double what it would be on convex. So instead of getting the seven, you'd be getting 14. And then we'd be even adding a little more on top of that. So maybe you're more into the, you know, 20 ish range before you're getting the badger. Yeah, no, but there'd also be, there'd also be 10 times as much liquidity in there, not as much in the same amount of CVX, right? Uh, like, so if we had 200 million in LP, then that would mean that there would be like another 100 million, 200 million sitting locked, I guess. Um, yeah, that, that's the assumption that the, you know, you'd have 100 million sitting directly in the vault, another 100 million of the vault token in LP, and then 100 million convex also in LP. So like 300 million across the board. But then, then your 10,000 CVX wouldn't be yielding anywhere close to 15. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't do anything, <laughs> but we there would, would be more CVX. But, but we would be having high yield on all the Badger, and then we'd be having the good fee flow that we would be passing through that would add on something. Well, and then we could vote for all the stuff that are vaults are in, which would mean that there'd be lots more CVX, which means that there'd be lots more fees, and we could feed it into the pool, and the whole flywheel would come alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's. We've been going for about 45 minutes. I got to run in about 15 minutes here. So I'm going to skip around a little bit. I think it makes sense. We've been talking a lot about Badger versus um, uh, Vodium as, as the kind of two alternatives, but I want to kind of zoom out. And, you know, this is like a really interesting, people have called it like Dow poker or a, this kind of like multi-dimensional competition between between DAOs to, to get this uh, curve influence and uh, convex influence. So I want to like zoom out and get you guys take on the different big players who are at the table here. Who who are is Badger cooperating or fighting against in the curve wars? And what do you think is their kind of strategy and talking and your assessment of its uh, strong points or, or weak points? So let's just 
kind of go through, I've got a couple other protocols here that we can just run down the list. And I want to get your takes on what you think, how would you encapsulate what they're doing as their curve strategy? And do you think it's good or bad or what, what could they be doing better? So let's start with um, urine. So like urine's kind of been this, this uh, OG protocol and they um, were the leader in locking up uh, CRV, but then they kind of quickly got eclipsed by convex when they launched. So what do you think? Like, are they, are they still chugging along? Do they have enough uh, from their original stake to, to get enough yields that they need in their protocol or, or how are they doing? Yeah. Free where they, they peaked, it was at a decent, decent percentage of the total of locked curve. But what they did is they were, you know, kind of the innovators in saying and launching a uh, contract that would lock the curve, you deposit curve into it and then it locks it. And then as soon as any curve unlocks, it will relock it. Now, all of that curve is locked for four years. So it hasn't gone through any unlockings because it's only been around for, you know, six months or a year. I don't know how long the that actual product's been around. Um, but that was basically it. And it passes through the protocol uh, revenue that curve distributes. But there weren't like added incentives on top of it. Um, there's no way to get your curve back out of it. Uh, so, and you don't... And, you know, urine then kind of retains the voting privileges with it. So it kind of strips a lot of the value out of the asset when you deposit. So it trades at a pretty steep, I think it trades at like a 70% discount relative to just regular curve. Um, and Well, I think Convex broke it, right? Because what happened is when Convex had more CVX CRV than Convex, then the yields on Convex's locked Convex, which was more liquid, were also higher. And then everybody wanted to get rid of their urine. Well, right? even, so even in a baseline product like it even out of the gate it never really held peg i don't think because they did they didn't really it wasn't like a, they didn't go all in on it it was kind of like hey here's this thing you put it in and then we get more vote weight and like that's all cool but then there wasn't a whole lot of like trade-off for okay i'm giving up liquidity like what am i getting and so if they it and what badger is trying to do in response like but with cbx is we're creating this liquidity like they could spin if they had a token that they could use to incentivize they could be emitting their token in exchange for providing liquidity to like help help their uh, version retain peg and kind of presumably get get more. Well, that well that's what Convex did. That Convex did that part. They created CVX Curve, which is the locked curve, but holds peg because they throw a whole bunch of CVX at it. Um, are just to be you know fair, like the vote lock convex is completely, you know, entirely different animal because it's locking for 16 weeks and we can have these unlocks cycles where curve has to be locked for four years. So it's like, you're not going to retain any, you know, get any liquidity in any t time frame that actually matters. But I actually think in the end, convex might've helped yarn, right? Um, because actually it like concentrated the vote. So Urine is in a unique, I mean, you know, like whatever they do, they're selling all their tokens or they sell most of them for their users. So they're kind of, what did, you know, like vamp farming stuff. But for urine, they were using the little convex they had or the, the curve they had locked, right, to like vote on pools that they were had high capture on and then get a boost, right? Now urine can stake all their stuff in convex and get even higher capture and get convex to either keep or sell. So, so it increased the yields for all of urine's curve farming, right? And on top of that, like they have, fairly general vault. So like they have a USDC vault, I think, and a USDT vault and a DAI vault, right? Like these very generalized vaults 
where they can actually go right into these MIM, you know, like if it has one of these base dollars in it, then Yearn can farm it. So like when, when these, you know, like when Danny's going and spending all this money on pumping a whole bunch of yields into one place, Yearn actually has vaults that in, in capital sitting there that they can utilize. So I, you know, like in a sense, I think that, you know, curve made or convex made Yearn's curve game somewhat irrelevant but it also like they're also in actually a pretty good situation to like take advantage of it. Do either of you know off the top of your head how much curve voting power Yearn has today, and or and how much convex? I think seven percent is Yearn and fifty-two percent convex or something. Is that right? No, Yearn has seven percent of curve. I don't think they have much. They they might have they might have bought some convex right but i'm not sure they care like to a certain extent if i were yearn in this environment having all these generalized vaults that are strategy splitting it's like dude like why are we spending money and time and energy like focusing on like fighting for where the yields are like let's just farm it right yeah and they have more vaults i they have decent bit of deposits in those vaults that are farming those different pools. I don't know if they've built in claiming from bribes as well. Um, actually, well, I guess you'd have to have the, the locked convex vault going for that. They are trying to make, there was a proposal when it came through the other week where they're looking at trying to get a curve pool going for their the various flavors of their locked curve token to, I think, make that a, a bigger thing. But I'm, I haven't seen updates on it, so I'm not sure where that is. Yeah, it's you know, like the mempool, what yields like 30% or 20% or something, right? So they just farm it. Like, cool, that's super easy for you. And like, it just drove all their yields up and made their lives easy. I don't know. That's kind of the way I see it. And like, it was a book. Yeah, well, that, that's what separates, that's a lot of what separates Badger from like, you know, yearn and harvest is like, we're focused on Bitcoin. So we need to you know, we're kind of like stewards of Bitcoin for DeFi. Yeah, that's our mission, right? And I think that's the thing is Badger, our mission, like we have something to vote for and, and we want to like focus on something uh, and now we can. Yeah, if we were general purpose, we'd be like, hey, like US, you know, MUSD is at 68%. Let's make sure we have a vault for that and launch it and just get people that are positive. Follow the bribes with farms, man. I mean, like you can make good money. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, we've talked a lot about Convex, so let's skip over them. Let's talk about StakeDAO. So they were like an a early fork of Yearn. And um, I guess the, the head of that, Julian, is is a Curve developer too. Like, are they still a big player in this game? Or how, how, um, how big of a stake in Curve and Convex do they have today? That's one I don't have a lot of great details on. I see kind of updates here and there. I know they're trying to play in the game. Um, I don't know exactly what they're doing with it, to be honest. I've seen a chart and like, they have like one or 2%. I don't know. There was a lot of scandal. I also didn't follow it. There was a lot of like noise and scandal and it was very dramatic. And it didn't seem to me like StakeDAO ever became super significant in the DeFi space. I, I don't know much. Yeah. I mean, they're still, they're still around and they offer a lot of different services and, you know, was I think you're saying like they have some urine, they have urine forks and they have that and they have a bunch of other things too. And they have some, you know, things that are kind of like what Zapper does and they have some other staking. So yeah, I know they're trying to gain some influence and I'm not exactly for sure for what, because they have, they're more general purpose too. They don't have as, as many vaults as, as urine. So maybe they want to have more specific asset coverage or something like that. Um, 
Yeah. Boost too, right? But but it doesn't even make sense anymore for the boost, right? Because if you have curve, you get higher yields for everything on curve. But if you have VE curve, but now you would just farm convex, right? Which has higher yields than anyone plus there's CVX on top. So it doesn't matter if you have boost anymore because you just use convex as boost. Yeah, well, and there, and there is also the game of uh, eventually when curve, it seems like it's inevitable pretty soon that they're going to launch arbitrary token pools where any asset can be paired against, you know, ETH or something else on curve, kind of similar to TriCrypto. And then obviously there's going to be a whole second wave of people trying to use uh, curve voting uh, as like an LP incentive for their uh, their native token. You know, like we could use it for Badger and things like that. So anyways, not sure if that's where they're going with it. So they're going to, these, these gauge weights are going to be split in their version two pools as well. So it's going to be competing on not just peg, but every asset. Yep. As far as I understand it, it'll be, you know, we can have, this is all con- conjecture. I don't know what's set in stone or not set in stone, but it'll be um, like on mainnet, it could be like Badger paired with ETH or Badger paired with TriCrypto. I'm not sure if it'll be, which one it'll be, if it'll be determined, if there'll be choices, whatever, but it'll be Badger paired with something and it can be, you know, uh, YFI paired with something. It can be SDT paired with something. It can be, you know, link paired with something. Um, and then you'll be able to actually vote on those as well to receive curve emissions. Cool. Okay, let's go to everybody's favorite uh, DeFi 2.0 name, uh, Abracadabra, Spell, Danny. What? How are they playing? I think, like, they have a quite different strategy in this, in this game. So what are they doing? And do you think it is... Uh, going to be it's a is it a short-term game or a long-term game i don't really know but if you think about when how badger launched right so we did an airdrop i'm not sure if ever ever did an airdrop i'm not sure they did and then we did a liquidity we talked about this before right but a liquidity mining event where at the very beginning we were just emitting a ton of tokens right and and a bunch of them to lp and a bunch of them to like people that just staked in their vaults right i think the whole MIM style, like it's a new protocol in the sense, and they're doing the same thing. They're, they're emitting a lot of tokens all at once in a liquidity mining event. But instead of spending all that money on emissions, they're spending all that money on bribes to then earn curve emissions, right? So what they're doing is engaging the convex and the curve and all of these users. They're playing the game super well and they're spending all of their emissions money, like throwing money at these users who then of course are using their products to farm more of it. And so like, it's really brilliant. Right. And then also on the L on the, on the LP side, right. I think they're using, you know, this time ohm type stuff to kind of like sell LP and permanently lock it instead of renting it. So I think, you know, Danny, in abracadabra and time and like that whole he i you know he might he might have been the godfather of of defi 2.0 but or or if not he certainly like nailed it right and he's playing the game right but you know they're at the very beginning and i you know i i guess nothing's sure but it, it it seems like in any new protocol or in any like liquidity mining event like after a little while you have to start start you know like reducing the amount that you're paying out or else yeah, it just kind of, you, you dilute yourself too much. So I imagine that over time, like he'll have to start paying out less, but it might be a few months. So that that's really interesting. So you said like, like when Badger launched, the paradigm was liquidity mining. So you're renting liquidity, you're giving out your native token as a reward for users to come in and LP. Now this new 
uh, DeFi 2.0 is, you know, they're kind of owning their, their own liquidity, so they don't really need to, to do this, but they still need to distribute their native token in some way. So they're, they're doing it as a, a through bribes. Um, so it's get, giving them the yields they need to support what they're doing, um, but they're also distributing their native token, but it's also get, in exchange for getting yield rather than this temporary LP. Right. And then think about who you're distributing your token to, right? The people that are actually getting spell tokens are like apes, right? Like these are the people that have their vote like convex and they're voting for bribes and they're excited about it. So like now you have these apes that are super into the curve system and understand all of this looking at your protocol because you're paying them tons of bribes, right? To result in a very high yield token that they then all have a bunch of money to invest, right? And it was just a super smart way to like engage directly with that community and like get those tokens directly to the right people and from that get them to use as the protocol instead of the other way around, right? That's one side. And then the other side is using like Omer time to, to buy the liquidity instead of renting it, right? But he did them both like at the same time at just the right time and it was, it's magic, it really is. Jonta, this is a, a good segue. Do you wanna kind of uh, introduce uh, the BIP that went up today and uh, talk about how Badger moving to TCL might, uh, might be relevant to this discussion? Sure, yeah, there's obviously a lot of discussion around and I'm gonna, I'm gonna share one or two uh, abracadabra takes real quick. <laughs> One, one is that, you know, they're trying to be, you know, native dollar pegged asset for DeFi. So they're in competition and the way you win is just being the, the biggest, right? Like DAI is kind of there now or has been the leader for a while. And I don't know what the supply is. MIM might even be bigger than, than DAI now. Um, so it's a race. Uh, now, Danny has been masterful at, uh, now first they created a good product. Uh, Spell is a great way to like leverage farm. Um, and then what he's been able to do, um, you know, there's very small amounts of the token distributed. You, you don't farm spell. You really only get access to it by buying it off the market, which I think it was just launched with just like a random LP pool. Um, and that was about it. And then since then it's been, uh, you know, given out through bribes and other things, but, um, you know, he's been basically just leveraging up this whole thing. So they used Abracadabra, sorry, they used uh, Wonderland. Uh, which is the ohm fork to suck in a lot of spell liquidity um and that was basically launching a new token to kind of you know taking that liquidity and pay for that which was which was great and then um you know the un the fully diluted market cap of spell right now is over seven billion dollars so that's a lot of bribe money that you can put in um even if it's not cost efficient um it doesn't matter if you're putting in you know half a million or a million dollars per you know every two weeks um, or maybe even more that's a very small amount of the fully diluted cap to kind of pay bootstrapping expenses. It's like, you know, any startup kind of running at a loss uh, to get big enough to where now they can actually be, you know, cash flow positive. So it's it's long game, you know, he's running now um, and it's working well for him. He's so fast. He's running the long game, like, uh. <laughs> right. Well, that also helps having kind of a, you know, clear singular leader for it. Um, but uh, he seems to be, working pretty well aligned with their community. So it's, it's working, but yeah, those, that's my, my abracadabra take. It, it, it might be inefficient, but they can probably keep doing it for a very long time. And it's, you know, it's a different game than Badger is playing and, and you know, needs to play. Uh, but, you know, with our TCL, we, you know, before it was cool <laughs> with Ohm, which is basically just, you know, giving away token 
uh, inflation, which is the same thing as emissions, um, to take in liquidity for its own asset. Uh, we did a similar thing on the Lantra Badger where we had very high emissions out of the gate for the first couple months uh, for people you know, depositing into the uh, Bitcoin sets and the LP and yada, yada, yada. But what happened was because there were high yields and people were cycling in and out um, and we had withdrawal fees, we actually accumulated a fair, fairly large amount of Bitcoin uh, during that time frame. So we didn't necessarily accumulate Badger BTC liquidity specifically, but we accrued a lot of Bitcoin uh, and we have a lot of Badger uh, just because we haven't distributed all of it yet. Uh, so now we can take a chunk of that, you know, the Bitcoin that we uh, earn from those withdrawal fees and then the Badger that we have in the treasury, pair them together in UniB3 and get fairly deep liquidity to match or exceed what we currently have. And then we can pull back the emissions on uh, the Badger, um, the Badger emissions that we're giving out to LP now. So we can stop paying for it. We can host our own liquidity and, you know, it, it's good in that we can stop paying Badger. It's good in that we can show that we have, you know, 200 Bitcoin on the uh, downside ready to buy Badger all the way down to, I think, like, you know, five or six dollars at this point. And then, you know, any of that edge liquidity that needs coverage, we're still evaluating, keeping some, you know, uni V2 type liquidity or maybe when the curve, you know, Badger pool can get launched if that's a thing. Um, we can use that. There's other solutions we can do to cover like the far edge, but we would deploy even more Bitcoin on the downside to cover the price to very low price. Obviously, this is all Bitcoin to Badger price. This is kind of the dollar numbers are all relative to if Bitcoin stays around 60,000. Um, and then we have coverage all the way up to Badger going up to $1,000, uh, which you know would be great, <laughs> but it would be basically be selling and diversifying into Bitcoin on the way up uh, coming out of that. Yeah, and we know exactly how much we'd have. We'd have hundreds and hundreds of, you know, Bitcoin on the way up, which, you know, I think would be, most people agree would be in line with the goals of, of BadgerDAO. Uh, so yeah, it's, we didn't explicitly do it, but that whole, we've been talking about treasury controlled liquidity for a long time. We finally have the BIP in place. Uh, hopefully it'll be going to snapshot this week. Um, it'll, it should be pretty quick to deploy at least the initial uh, partial parts of the ranges and then we'll hopefully once we get comfortable with multi-sig interacting with uh uni v3 we'll get the rest of it out um, but it'll be pretty low risk it's not adding another protocol it's just us interacting with uniswap uh, directly which is you know v3 has been live for a while without any real uh problems got it so i hadn't hadn't thought about this before the comment that tridium made but do you see like okay badger is going to be saving badgers by not paying for this liquidity do you see that as further kind of ammunition to go after more CVX and, and, and do the flywheel that way? Or is it just kind of like Badger that'll just be sitting around for, for a rainy day? Take it all and put it to the pool. Give it all to the pool. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what I do. I really think we should pump this pool and see how much yeah. we can get. This exact uh, question was asked. Shout out to, I think it was Ethkey or something that asked, like, how does this, <laughs> like, where are my APYs? Um, and I'll, I'll give the same answer. I'll say for for any fixed amount of badger that we are putting out through emissions by removing the need to incentivize LP, we have more badger to give to other pools, whether that's directly to Bitcoin denominated pools or to convex pools. So relative portion to convex and Bitcoin goes up. <laughs> 
Um, and that the last uh, protocol I have on the list here is Rook. So like that caught our eye because they have a governance proposal now just to, you know, and they have a, a super diversified treasury, but just to go out in the open market and buy up. How much, how much CVX was it? It's a, a fair amount, right? A hundred, a hundred, right. So it's like, here we are like talking for an hour about all these like complicated schemes to like incentivize this pool and that pool. And they're just like, screw it. We're going to put a hundred million dollars on the table. So how, how do you, how do you evaluate that strategy? And is it more elegant than some of these others that we've been talking about? Uh, I mean, Badger was lucky in that our, our whole, yeah, our, our, uh, core competency is vaults and we could vault our way into something that was efficient here. So it just took, you know, a lot of planning and effort by everyone on the team to kind of get there. But we got to something that was able to get the same value of if you know $30 million worth of value in it that we control. Now it's not as sticky as us owning it, but it's still reasonably sticky and it's, it's pretty great. Um, if you don't have that ability to do that, uh, then your only real option to get that sticky liquidity is to, or sticky control is to just buy it. Or you can do something else we didn't mention about Danny. He's actually like renting uh, Tetra nodes uh, vote weight. So there's other ways through, you know, back rooming that you can get access to some of these, um, you know, some of this vote weight, but uh, yeah, Rook, it's, it's interesting. It, it also shows how hard it is to do this stuff in the open as a DAO, which I really commend them for being open and having the KIP and, having a vote because once you put it out there that we're going to buy this, you know, maybe the market runs away from you specifically because of that. Um, it's, it's a tough thing to do and to feel like you're getting a good deal. But if, you know, I think there's a lot of, they put a lot of stuff around the decision to hopefully, I guess, protect themselves or operate within a certain framework to, to get it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting for them to kind of fall in line and be like, Hey, we recognize this as being incredibly valuable, um, hell or high water, like let's just get a big stake in it. And I don't think it's a ho- the whole treasury is is on the table, but yeah, I think at least 30, 40 million they want to get deployed pretty quick. So like, I, what I think is interesting is Rook doesn't actually need CVX, right? Like Rook, as my understanding of Rook is they run some like platform for like arbiters and like flash loaning for cheaper and whatnot. So like their fees are all just being made on like arbitrage basically or on, on taxing ARB. Um, and so they're just accumulating like tons of money and they don't know what to do with it. And they're kind of sitting there going, well, like, what's a token we can invest in? It seems like it might be useful. Right. Um, and so that's just interesting to me is their, you know, their Rook's buy is more just like this is a hot token. And we see how like this weight will be important. And like as a DAO, right, this is a this is something that we can rent out for bribes. Right. That like that brings good value now. And that like would enable us to maybe do things that we decide to do in the future. And it's just kind of like a, a good investment. Right. Uh, and that's what I think is interesting about it is that, yeah, I don't think they have any real like, like stated purpose or need other than just they've got too much money in their treasury and they want to diversify and think it's a good investment. This is just their rainy day uh, passive income fund. Yeah, It's like we got too many dollars, right? Like, what are we going to buy? Let's buy. 50 million bucks in CVX. Cool. It seems like a good investment. We can get bribes and stuff and like, and like, and make friends with other DAOs because we have some influence. Got it. Okay. Well, um, that is, I think all we have, uh, today, but I, 
I'm going to, Jonto, just for final thoughts, I'm going to throw it back to you. Can you kind of just wrap this up and bring us back to the flywheel? Because I think, you know, we get down in the weeds of a lot of this stuff and it's easy to, to lose sight of the bigger picture that, that, you know, why we're in this game, we're here to, to, uh, create a good yield environment for Bitcoin in DeFi. Why is that important? And how does the CVX game serve that mission? Sure. Yeah. The way I've started to kind of think about the flywheel or flywheel components we have going on at Badger is how can we use the products that we have to create platform exclusive yield or benefit? So with IBBTC, since we have IBBTC um, and we can eventually get the yield re redistribution uh, mechanic in place, uh, we're able to kind of take a portion of the yield that is flowing towards IBBTC and redistribute that amongst all vault depositors. And that's yield you can only get at Badger. So you might be getting, you know, 10% on convex for NBTC, but, uh, you know, even though you're paying some, uh, some performance fees on Badger, you're also getting some additional, um, you know, some additional yield on top of that while also getting these uh, already yield bearing assets distributed to you. So there's a lot of benefits to that there. And IBBTC is our product. The bigger IBBTC gets, the bigger it gets relative to all other vaults. Um, the more of this exclusive yield flows down to all uh, Bitcoin depositors. And the, the same thing kind of works on the convex side as well. We built this you know, vote lock convex pool, the larger the LP gets, you know, the, the better the pool should hold peg. Um, and then also the more additional baseline CVX curve yield that it should receive. Um, and then also the bigger it gets, the more we get to vote for all the different, uh, all the different pools that we have available as vaults in the platform. And that means the larger amount of CVX curve fees that flow into the DAO and we're redistributing a large portion of that back into the uh, locked convex vault. So it's creating the, once again, you know, fee flows that you can't get anywhere else. And these are consistent. And, you know, if we kind of meet our success metrics, which are growing IBBTC and then growing the vote lock convex vault, if those are our main you know, points of focus and we can use badger emissions to do that, it creates improved um, you know, these exclusive yields that you can only get at Badger um, and hopefully attract more people there. Now, we can't say that every, you know, at any one given point in time, we're always 100% the best place to put your, your convex or uh, Bitcoin for that day for that yield. But we're hoping that over time, uh, you know, we are consistently one of the best and it can save you gas, it can save you time and effort um, and you can feel you know, comfy that you're getting, you know, the best, you know, the best kind of risk reward, the best effort reward ratio uh, that's available out there. And, you know, we just got to get a couple of these uh, more components in, in place and keep getting the word out. And I, I think we'll get there. All right. Well, uh, John Toe Tridium, we have to leave it there. Thanks so much for chatting with me today and uh, hope we can do it again soon. Cool. Thanks, man. Let's do it again soon. Ciao. Cheers. Take care, guys.